Just trying to feel better about myself, regain my confidence. Because you seem like the type of person that, that lives life from one extreme. There's no medium ground for Oh, no, for there you. isn't. I'm, I'm born under the sign of cancer, and I have a Sagittarian moon and rising. Mm -hmm. And if you know anything about the signs, that's called extreme highs and extreme lows, and there is no middle for me. It has to be something that has to be worked on. Because oftentimes, um, you know, people will go, oh, Phyllis Hyman, she's just great. And they think you have it all. I mean, you know, people uh, always. <laughs> how I wish. No, it's, it's not quite that simple. I do have many, many things, but I don't have a romantic uh, personal life. Hey, what's up, Hung Up Pod family? Thank you for tuning in to another week of the Hung Up Podcast, a Philly-based culture and society podcast from a Black queer perspective. I am the host and producer of this here podcast, Eric Cole. If you are new to the show, be sure to go over there on Instagram, hit the follow button, and hit the subscribe button too. 99 cents a month. Show your love and support for a platform that is constantly putting out good content collaborating with the people you should know in the queer community, people that are doing music, writing books in our classrooms, hitting that pavement out in our communities. You can also tap the bio link on the Hunga Podcast Instagram page to access all of the podcast episodes and get access to the Hunga Podcast merch store. The most popular product in the merch store is the Relax Your Shoulders t-shirt and the Relax Your Shoulders hoodie. People DM me all the time and say, whenever I wear it, people always compliment me about the shirt. And same thing here. Whenever I wear my Relax Your Shoulders t-shirt, it always gets some type of attention. And I have to remember that I have it on because I'm quick to be like, the hell are you looking at me for? Tap that bio link, get your t-shirt, and show your love and support for the show. Last week, I sat down with Mario of My Messy Roots podcast. And one of the things that we talked about was AI and particularly like in the LGBTQ plus community, its potential impact, positive and negative things that we can learn from AI and some potential threats that we should be looking out for. There was a little mix up in communication. <laughs> so I'm actually not sure if that episode is going to be getting posted, but if it is, it'll be on my messy roots and I'll let y'all know. In the meantime, for this week, I thought I would at least give you some key points from that conversation. First, we had to acknowledge that AI is already something that is in society and impacting our lives almost every day. We're talking about technology and medicine, transportation, of course, robotics, um, military surveillance, these type of things, architecture, entertainment, retail, definitely customer service. We've all called the 800 number to Xfinity or what have you and had to go through that machine that just couldn't get us that <laughs> we were yelling at representative, representative. So AI is something that's already a part of society in many different ways. I mean, a lot of us have an iPhone in our hand, that facial recognition that allows us to open our phone and also to make purchases, AI. So there's so many examples of how 
it's already a part of our lives. So it's really nothing to become afraid of. If it, if anything, we should have been afraid of it. <laughs> and a lot of people are in terms of its advancement and where it could go. The type of hands that this type of technology could fall into. How it could pose risk to national security and risk to the LGBTQ plus community specifically. And that's something that Mario and I talked about. Going back to the facial recognition part. Without us at the table... These type of systems will operate off of the binary or has the potential to, I should say, which means it's going to inherently discriminate against non-binary individuals and members of the trans community. Creators talk about the struggle with the algorithms with platforms like Instagram. It's hard out here for especially us queer content creators, right? That algorithm that's helping to pop up what displays on our timeline and ads that we see and things like that that is also a form of artificial intelligence ai so it's out there it's it's here but i gotta go back to that representation we have to be a part of the research folks from our community need to be represented in the design and in the testing of these technologies and one person who definitely advocates for that and is a part of the lgbtq plus community is someone named kevin mckee mc K-E-E. So if you're interested in see who's out there that identifies as LGBTQ+, and they're working on our behalf to, for example, make sure that we have a voice at the table. Kevin is definitely one of those people. Kevin McKee is a researcher at Google DeepMind, and he's done a lot of work and research and talks a lot about AI in the LGBTQ plus community. Pink News, who interviewed Kevin McKee, writes... When many think of practical uses for AI, recruiting often comes to mind. Advocates say that AI can improve recruiters' efficiency in reviewing applications and eliminate the unconscious bias that sometimes costs LGBTQ plus candidates a job offer. While these are potential promising advantages, McKee Kevin acknowledges that along with those benefits are substantial risk. McKee warns that using AI systems, quote unquote, out of the box within recruitment can easily recreate existing patterns of human bias. If these biases show up in the data used to train AI systems, then the AI will learn the same patterns, end quote. And I'll probably argue that not only learn those patterns, but probably exacerbate them in a way that we may not be prepared for. The article goes on to talk about one of the biggest criticisms of artificial intelligence, which is the concern that a lot of people have that it's going to take their jobs. Kevin argues that, nah, it's not going to take our jobs, but more than likely become a part of a lot of our jobs and offers people a different perspective in embracing AI, which if you go to Twitter and you just search AI, <laughs> you can already see people doing in so many ways, be it helping them write resumes, helping them write or compose a Twitter bio, <laughs> or just having fun with it, like with those crazy pictures. Some of them were actually like kind of cool, but then like Twitter had to read some of y'all because those AI photos were coming out hella light skin when you wasn't. It was making y'all future potential children look hella light skin. So again, it comes back to this conversation of like who's represented at these tables and who's represented at the discussion when these type of technologies are being formed and being tested and being pushed out into the public. Hung up family, I'm curious what your thoughts are around AI. Are you hung up? 
or are you hanging up? This week, I kicked off Star 69. This is a Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time link up via Instagram Live, where I'm connecting with listeners and past guests to really just have a good time. Talk about some of the things that are going on right now in culture and society in these Twitter streets. And also check in to see where they are, how they're doing, and to do a flashback on our episode and talk about some of our favorite moments. This past Tuesday, though, was more of a listener star 69 and i had ryan and henry check in and it was a good ass time we (laughs) we talked about a lot of things first ryan starts off with explaining his identity ace flux which is something that falls under asexuality ace flux is a sexual orientation that is on the asexual spectrum In the way that Ryan explained it, ace flux individuals oftentimes have attraction or can have attraction to another individual, but won't necessarily want to sleep with them, won't have like a sexual desire or an urge to have sex with that individual and that it fluctuates. So it's not always that. Ryan says sometimes cuddles work. Sometimes it's some bromance. And I'm glad that I had Ryan there to talk about it. Ryan Canty, someone who is really a hung up pod super listener and super supporter. Thank you, Ryan. And then Henry Phil, y'all tapped in. Henry's fine self is a sex positive public speaker and a black queer freelance writer for thebody.com and for CMP Tribe. The three of us went on to talk about some of the major debates happening online right now, specifically in our community, colorism, and some of the ways that it's showing up in the community to self-hate, which shows up in TikTok videos like the one we saw with Ian Devante, the light-skinned guy that had like the curly hair. Um, He was a little thick and he had those like super iced out crystal blue contact lens. We even talked about toxic barbershop culture, that conversation that's going on right now and how there's really two sides to these experiences, probably more more than two sides. And so it's interesting to see people arguing experiences online. Like, what? I also brought up the Tory Lanez tweet that was going around um, that said Tory Lanez was reportedly being passed around in prison. And we talked about how it's hella problematic and homophobic these type of conversations are and have been and even with someone like a Tory Lanez we can't sit here and joke around when it comes to sexual assault and we talked about Sukiana how she was in London and had the white folks feeling all kind of uncomfortable and black folks back home we had a lot to say and one can argue that there were some valid points on both sides we talked about a lot but it was good The video is up on Instagram for you to watch. Just go to the video section. But here is a little clip from our live conversation. Tell us a little bit about you, Ryan. My nine to five job (laughs) is working as a domestic violence and intimate partner violence. I identify as Ace Flux. And so I'll explain it because I want to make sure I want to write it down. Because people always give you the, what's that? What's Ace? And so... Quickly speaking, ace flux is someone whose sexual orientation fluctuates, but generally stays on the asexual spectrum. So at this point in my life, obviously I am, I identify, I'm a a gay man. I, you know, have relationships with men, but there's been a recent period in my life where it's kind 
of evolved into I don't have as little to, to no sexual attraction sometimes. Other times I do. And it's not, a, um, you know, oh, well, you're just holding out for the right guy. You just because of where you are, it's not many guys to deal with. No, it's not that. It's just it's been a very clear really of the case of a few years where like it just things change where it's just been like a general you know like i'll be dating like getting to know somebody dating them it's just you know they're into me and all that stuff and i just don't have any kind of sexual attraction so but it's nothing you're attracted, they've done. You're attracted to them maybe ro- romantically yeah but not and i don't want to have sex there's no and help me understand that can fluctuate right that's the flux part mm-hmm. Yep. And so, you know, t- there are times I do, you know, there are mm-hmm. times where like, I do want to have, you know, sex with somebody and there's like whole levels of it. Like there's like, you know, that's a, it's a whole other thing to get into in the future. There's like, it's something covers called sex repulsive, sex neutral and sex favorable. And I'm falling onto the sex favorable category of it. where like, I do have sex. I do have a sexual pleasure, you know, not all the time but occasionally but i do do it but i'm still very much sitting in the very much the space of being ace so there are going to be those times where i have none and have no attraction to any man i talk about sex on my platform a lot um i am seen often as someone who is a sexual resource in a community sexual commentary mostly i statements from my own sex life and sharing those things um because i'm a sex positive person I perceive, just follow me, I perceive race play as okay because it's consensual except for the fact that the racial implications of what it is and how harmful it is. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those things for me that like I said and we're like, if you want to be called, if you want to date white men and be called the N-word while you're doing the act, that's your business. But why do we have to publicize it and harm all of us in the melee of it all? Because I'm generally minding my business and I see these things going on and I just like, I think that the thing we have to be honest about is that when we are watching porn or whatever we're watching, it is really narrowed down to our preferences. So we like big dicks or older men or whatever our kink, fetish or preferences, mm-hmm. we're going to watch that. I think the problem that I draw cognitive dissonance sometimes with porn is that it's really hard to watch lately for me because one, this isn't 2001 where there's no Twitter and, and adult film stars, sex workers, OnlyFans creators. We see you online and your thoughts and regardless if you were just like having race play porn that it's really hard to watch some of y'all because I don't like y'all online, so I don't want to see you on my screen or on my phone or wasting my battery on y'all. Oh. I'm just being real. Some people I literally cannot watch because of their antics on Twitter. Um, yeah. But then the other part of it is while I understand that I'm watching interracial porn, and, that, and this, in the grand scope of things, I think people really don't have an issue with people interracial dating. They have an issue with the fact of like you're gaslighting us about how this is not harmful and it is. Exactly. You're also so making it dangerous for me because like like I'm a very masculine presenting person. I'm not a masculine person, but 
generally when I'm online, I present very masculine, especially on like Jack or whatever dating apps that I'm using. And white Come men. Come on for breaking down the difference between the two. I appreciate that. I know, I know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm pussy. And I know who I am. But I <laughs> Are you like, seen Bush Queen? Like, what's, what's up? It's like, I'm an older gay man. So, like, okay. I'm not sure how old you are or how old um, Ryan is, but I came out in the 90s. So, that level of passive respectability that I have, where, like, I'm not too flamboyant, I'm aware of my image because of my own need to protect my safety and deprogramming that and changing that. Like, I live for the kids these days who are just, like, out here being queer, living their best fucking lives. Like, I wish I could walk around, like, in certain things and feel completely comfortable, but that's a part of me that I have worked on for years, and I've gotten better, but then I realized, like, this is just me. I'm just a t-shirt and jeans type of nigga. That's just who I am. And I think we're in the same... I'm in the same... I'm probably a few years older than you. I'm 47, so same thing came out in the 90s. and like, same thing, you know... T-shirt, jeans, combat boots. Yeah. You know, that's who I am, and that's it. I'm not like a fashion girl. I don't have the skill. I'm H&M. I'm H&M down <laughs> majority of the time. But what I'm saying is, is that I think people need to realize that there's a brass tax to the choices you make and how it existentially affects the rest of us. And while you mm-hmm. may be having this actual camera and you may enjoy that or whatever you do in your private life or you see the money grab because you know what the girls say, you know, the white man's tea is always sweeter. Um, they play the game without nuance or still protecting us in the process. I feel like some people really could do both and do interracial porn and still like m- make messaging about it. I think also the part of the problem too is that social media is also very unforgiving. And I strike issue with accounts, which I would never give them the the time of day on here, with accounts who single out people for their choices in dating and can turn into doxing or people being harmed or things like that. Oh, it gets really nasty. Yeah, when when the problem is the systemic problem, not individuals. And i rather people focus on the systemic issues because what ends up happening is people who are interracial couples who are not doing things that are, you know, gaslighting or, or potentially harmful or just, you know, just being an interracial couple in mind in their business, they catch strays from it. And then people who are, I'm me prime example. I have a cousin who's queer, who's married to a white man. And you're not going to get me involved in a conversation about interracial couples and and collectively saying these things where my relationship with him comes way before our parasocial relationship on Twitter. Way before. Yeah, absolutely. I think that sometimes it's more important that people are much more... I think, like, Black queer people and Black people generally be kinder to each other, each other great. We all live under the, under the umbrella of white supremacy, and we all yeah. are, like, one and I'm seeing things... And also, like, one point you guys brought up about, like, you know, well, I've had this experience with Black people. I grew up in Largo, Maryland, Black enclave, mostly Black people, teased, bullied, you know, all kind of, like, words toward me being a queer person before I even knew I was a queer person. And my hatred towards those individuals is not completed before hatred for Black people. I knew that those were individuals. Those people were not the Black community. So I'm going to still yeah. go ahead and Black old penis in my derriere and enjoy it very well and not I know that's right. look at the black men that I have sex with now as my bullies who violated me when I was 16. 
they're not they're not the same people mm-hmm. and i think that like that, that level of resentment is wildly inappropriate when you're an adult like when you're a kid and i get it but like if you don't seek to unpack those things and be self-aware about your own blind spots or your own anti-blackness and how that manifests into your real life and then you get called out on it because you sit at gaslighters you're not you're not, you're not being you're not doing like your interracial shit in private you you, you Put, and not even like a thing of like you showing you, me and your man together in love. No, no one's saying that. It's just like y'all are jealous. Jealous of what? Jealous what? <laughs> and then on the other side, then the other side of it too. I also don't worry about no man that's not worried about me. So if you want to date a white man, that is your business. I, that's one less. That's one less person I got to worry about. But I just feel like okay. people need to be aware of where they sit in in the spectrum of harmful versus helpful and information versus instigation and a lot of people don't know the difference and it becomes very problematic on both sides where like with the drag race situation with the girls in the drag race community that yes the last thing i want to leave y'all with is hunger pod live season two is finally returning yes tony and i are back we are working together building a guest list for episode for season two and so if you're in philly or near philly because we're in studio we're at rec philly down there at i want to say ninth and market street so if you're here in philly you're doing you're a content creator you're an author you have something to really bring to this table some of y'all and we and we love it who are listeners be like oh i want to come on the show i want to get on the podcast i've i get that all the time i want to get on the podcast but it's just like what are we going to talk about that's going to make somebody like actually listen and engage and not <laughs> skip to the next video after five seconds because that's low-key what people be doing that's what you be doing so it's just like you have to like see it the same way like would i listen to this would i listen to my episode if i was scrolling and the truth be told a lot of you have amazing stories that you can share a lot of you work in professions that you could talk about your side of it and what you see and what specifically what do black people what do queer people need to know some of y'all got unique history in your family ancestors done passed down things that maybe you want to share with the community some of y'all may be working on a book we're really going for kind of like a more of a lifestyle theme but we just open we want to have a little bit more fun this season i saw king kevin out not too long ago who we know as venom he agreed to come on the show, so that's going to be a good time. Tony and I are coming back, and we're, you know, we already, y'all already know, we're your favorite happy hour duo. So we figured, why not kick off season two with a happy hour? And so next Friday, that's the 28th. So if you're in Philly, if you're in Delaware or South Jersey, mark your calendar. I can't say where we're going to be. And if you're in Philly, look, you probably already know. It ain't that many places that we can go. That's for us and by us, okay? So you probably already know where we're going to be. But I have to wait for promotion clearance. But just mark your calendar on the 28th Friday. Tony and I will be having, will be hosting a happy hour to celebrate season two. If you're following the Hunger Podcast, if you got the notifications on, as soon as we get that clearance, I will post the location and confirm the time. Thank you for listening. I am Eric Cole. This is the Hung Up Podcast, season five. I'm actually excited for this season. 
and I have a manager. I have someone helping me book guests. So you should also see an interesting mix of guests that are going to be coming on. Shout out to D'Angelo for just helping me kind of open up my, expand my range in terms of the people that I'm bringing onto the show and the conversations that I can have. All right. I'm going to bed because I have tennis practice in the morning. All right, y'all. Good night. I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace.